It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. It's the pig, pig skinniest season of all. Belichick is still frowning and Cleveland's still browning. We root for Steelers. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the year. Oh, I'm sorry. Call me a silly old fool. I can't wait another sick second. Football is upon us. I'm in the mood. I hope you are too. Welcome to the minus three episode that we will call Props of Palooza. We're going to run through all the props here, and uh, you can bet along with us at fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. And of course, as always, follow along with all the fun on social media at minus three pod. Of course, Eddie Spaghetti along after the. The, the beating he took, the emotional and verbal beating that he took at the hands of Damashek and Will Brinson two days ago. He, he did his best. He wants to be loyal to his pal Saquon Barkley and his New York gents. Doesn't mean you have to support every decision that Dave Gettleman makes. Have some dignity, Eddie Spaghetti. Anyway, go back and listen to that one. We did a lot of uh, great counsel on some good prop bets, uh, who's going to win which division, so on and so forth. With the great Will Brinson, make sure you're um, subscribed to his podcast. Pick six, do it ASAMP. And of course, joining us as he does for the second minus three every week here on the Extra Points Network, a fan favorite. I, I, I mean, really, a breakout star here on the uh, Extra Points Network. Really, everyone I talk to, people say, let me just tell you one thing. That Kevin Hench is something to listen to. And I think it's good because it makes me look good because he's more bombastic than I am. So in so I, I, I'm almost in the position of relief for the listener. Hench, what's the poop, fella? Oh, my God. I'm just I mean, I mean, my mood keeps getting better and better. I mean, as you mentioned, football on its way to to rescue us from the, the summer slumber. But uh, mm. personally, Catastrophic knee injury on June 5th, surgery on June 28th, leg brace removed on July 20th, did half an hour on the Peloton yesterday. I'm just, I, I mean, my spirits rising, boosted. I I know Saquon won't go over 1,175 yards, but I might. Oh, he's getting I right might. to it. I love it. Great. I might go over. I feel so good <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm after I get off the Peloton. And by the way, people just keep texting me. Oh, you know who I like? Francis Connors. Like, who, what are you talking about? I'm just going, <laughs> I'm going one mile an hour along Big Sur. I don't, I haven't met any of the psychopaths that are going to yell at me to go faster. I'm just gently, my, my knee can finally make a revolution on the bike. So I'm, I'm, I'm moving slowly through Greece and Portugal. I guess I can move up to the getting yelled at by, by psychopaths in my own house um, but I feel good. I, feel <laughs> I think good. that, well, I want to talk about, I want to, I, I have a quick message for, for the little ones under your roof there, but, uh, quickly, uh, Robert Edwards, that's whose name I was thinking of. You're summoning one of your Patriots favorites, Robert Edwards, who hurt his knee and, and you're living, uh, I guess there's something to mirroring, uh, what ailed him. I, of course, 
This week, once again, I'm suffering just like the greatest hockey player of all time, 66 Lemieux. I have the back. Damashek and Lemieux. What great? Sure. How much greater might we have been if not hindered by an ailing back? The world will never know. I think you're just going to have to accept uh, that this is going to be good enough or shame the devil. The brutal but- thing about back pain, and I've, I've been there many times, uh, not, not gone for Micah, I'm not there right now, but um, when you're like, oh my God, my back's f- fucked up, I will go to any lengths to have to have this pain and discomfort go away. A cost. I don't care if I'm. It's not if my health provider doesn't pay for it. I will. I will go to Tibet. I will see a shaman. I will do anything. And then you go. Oh yeah, they couldn't fix sixty six back. You think they're going to be able to? Like they brought it. They brought in the world's leading experts to get the franchise on the ice and the back just. Everyone's answer to the back is like we. I don't know. We don't know. It, it really, it, Eddie Spaghetti. Get ready. There's a, there's an array of awfulness that awaits you as you get deeper into into life here. There's just uh, so many things that nobody hipped you to. But back pain is it seems to be a pretty constant one for people. Yeah, it's it is really dispiriting when a doctor says like uh, he's like, oh yeah. Oh boy, yeah, your back's messed up, and I'm like, okay, doc, how do we, how do we fix that up so I get back to, you know, back, get back to square? He's like, oh, I, I don't think you understand what it is to have a bad back. We, we can manage it, but it's never going to be good again. Like, it, it's, it, we can make it a little more tolerable, but you're never going to have a good back ever again. It's pretty, pretty grim. I remember when Larry Bird would, you know, he'd exit games for a two minute rest, he'd lie <laughs> face down, like, what the is going on oh yeah larry's playing through pain he can't sit in a chair but he's playing professional basketball uh, no it's it's why why has this holy grail not been discovered it is very daunting do not do not listen to dr death if you have not as you as you experience back pain because uh surgery definitely not the answer Eddie Spaghetti, as a young man, you're already suffering with the back pain. Yeah, I was talking to you about it because I, uh, for those who watch our video clips, you can see I move. My background's different. I moved to the Marina Del Rey area, and um, we had one of those, like, kitchen tables. It was a glass table, like a two-part, a glass table top and, like, a bottom stand, and they could, you know, detach from the the top part. And me being, like, the idiot macho guy that I think I am, was, like, a four-foot in diameter, really thick, heavy piece of glass, and I try to go wide and grab it. And that thing wouldn't budge, and I'm pretty sure that's how I screwed it up. Or that, or me tripping and falling in the U-Haul truck. Um, my shoe got caught in something, so I hurt my back pretty badly. And then I was an idiot, trying to work out with it. I was doing chest one day, and then I um, it was it was bad. I'm on like some painkillers for it, but it's getting slowly better. Hopefully, fingers crossed, not a slip disc. I don't want that yet. Boy, I am I am a dog who can be distracted by dangling shiny keys. We had to jump into these prop bets, but now you had me thinking with where that glass table story was going. My brain went to what Hackman does to Sean Young in uh, No Way Out, and then I started thinking about well, Costner's in that, and that might be his finest movie. Very quickly, Hench, we don't have mo- a moment to spare, but you know the the Field of Dreams game is happening there in Iowa, and that reminded me of the, the one of the great professional moments of. Of my life was um i interviewed costner in front of the draft day movie and at the end of it i said uh kevin costner want to have a catch and he said yes and he and i had a football toss and it oh my god we that had a, he had a hose list? i was in heaven oh it was, it was dynamite. So crazy just this morning i was uh 
talking about, um, you know, Field of Dreams because the game's coming up, but uh, talking about how hard I cried in the theater um, when when at the want to have a catch moment and uh, a lot of personal stuff coming up for me in the in the theater. The funny thing about when I look back, when I think about how hard I cried at Field of Dreams and how hard I cried at E.T., in my mind, I've I've changed it to like I must have been eight or nine years old. It's like, oh no, you were post pubescent. <laughs> yes. You were you were a grown man in the Jewish tradition, and you were wailing openly in the movie theater <laughs> at Costner. But I also somebody I think there's a little bit of a generational divide. We'll get Spaghetti's I uh, take on it, but like you know, somebody was ragging on Dances with Wolves. And I know that there's a lot of argument about whether it should have won the Oscar or not, but I'm like, that's a good movie. And the young people were like, boo. And and I mean, maybe politically it's not good. I don't, I don't know. But, um, but that was another one. When Wind in His Hair yells from the precipice, dances with wolves, I am Wind in His Hair, and I will always be your friend. I'm sobbing in the theater. I'm a, I'm in my twenties. You almost you, true or false? You just got a little true or false? You just got a little choked up. I got like God. We can do this, people. <laughs> if wind in his hair and dances with wolves can be friends, we can solve this. Come on, humanity, just sob. Like Bal, like Balboa and Gorbachev came together in that arena in Moscow on Christmas night Precisely. after he vanquished. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. See. Don't tell me sports don't matter. Don't tell me that that sports aren't a way to connect the generations and everything else. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, Kevin Costner's best movie. What is it? I'm going to go No Way Out. And, and, and by the way, gems really across the board. I do think I will say Dances with Wolves. Go back and watch it. Feels a little bit like it might have been shot up by Mount Pius, a little bit preaching to pe- preaching to his peer group, Kevin Costner. But still, a nice movie. Okay. But when Wind in His Hair yells, I know it's a great moment. Mount You're right. Pius, he's yelling for Mount Pius. And when he beats the hell out of the Union soldier, too, that's a satisfying moment as well. Um, can I Waterworld? No, uh, I'm just can I, can I go? Uh, <laughs> hey, you can I mean, I mean, like Bull Durham is probably it, but can I give an off the board answer? Because they're my real answer. Of and course. is is the, he's in a show now called Yellowstone. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Taylor Sheridan is like the director or uh, writer of it. Yeah, it's on like Peacock or it's a, it's a it's a Paramount Plus show. It's on Peacock the first couple seasons. Man, oh man, that is it's like an American Western story. And Kevin Costner's the, the main character. It is so awesome. It is one of the best shows on television that nobody talks about. I've heard about uh, I've, I've heard good things about that. Um, yeah, he was also people don't know this one. He was in Night Shift with uh, with Fonzie and and uh, Michael Keaton. He's one of the uh, frat dudes. He, he doesn't have uh, I don't think he has so much as a line, but he dances around with the hookers in that movie. Go watch that. That's a comedy gem. Also, very quickly, I say I mentioned fraternities. I mentioned your little ones. I mentioned my little ones. We got a call from Chicago yesterday from my sister and one of her little girls had to start school yesterday. And very quickly, this is why. Of all the gifts that football gives us of filling the hours, the tedious, the otherwise tedious hours of our lives, and especially as summer turns to, to bleak winter, football is there for us. As you go back to school, there is nothing you can get as down in the dumps. I mean, Damashek's least favorite day every year 
as a child and still to this day, when I hear that somebody has to go back to school, my heart breaks all over again for them. The only saving grace, football is nigh. Thank you, football. And Hench, it also occurs to me, I wanted to ask you, and by the way, you can also look up, Google it, um, the, the people who didn't graduate high school and what they went on to do. And I'm not talking about uh, LeBron James not going to college. I'm talking about, uh, you know, some of the great thinkers in man's recorded history. They didn't get a high school diploma. Fah! You don't need what the man's trying to shove down your throat. Learn what you want to learn. Read books. That's it. You don't need algebra. I can assure you, many, many moons after I graduated from college, no one has once ever tried to, has ever stumped me with a life choice based around algebra or chemistry or any of the other jive. Just read good books. That's the advice. Right, Hench? Uh, well, no one hated school. Unless you want to be a doctor. No one hated school more than me. I mean, I was I was uh, Huckleberry Finn. It was a nice combination of uh, 60s parents who didn't give a shit what I did, coupled with uh, my my desire to float down the Mississippi. I was like, I, I just like, <laughs> my mom would come in and go, this is how my day would start. Hi, honey, are you going today? Do you want to go today? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, so, so, but we're polite. We're polite truants. So my mom would go, are are you going today? And you know, it's 6 45 AM like, uh, yeah, thumbs down. So my mom would put a red towel out the window. So the bus driver knew he didn't have to fucking stand, sit out there and wait <laughs> for the henchman to get his coat on. He would just blow by my house. If he saw the, red the hench boy, then you were just a hench boy. Yeah, the little hench boy. It was like no school today. And so I'd stay home alone and I had a pitch back, you know, and I'd just throw the ball against the pitch back. And like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of stuff I learned that I actually used. I was working uh, construction the summer between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. And um, we were laying the foundation for a tire warehouse and we're, we're putting the stakes down for where we're going to lay the concrete. And so then we, we were measuring with these lines between the stakes. And then I was like, I really remember the moment of being like, oh my God, A squared plus B squared has to equal C squared. We'll know our tire warehouse is square, which it should be if this, if this line and this line squared equal this line squared. It was like the only moment in my whole life where I was like, oh my God, I, I something that I learned matters. <laughs> but you're right. 99.9% .9 of the time, they school is free-ish childcare. We, we just need to dump our kids somewhere. Um, and it's been kind of hysterical because a lot of people who – who don't give a shit about school geniuses who didn't go to school, but everyone likes the childcare part. So suddenly they're like, Hey man, these teachers got to suck it up, man. These teachers got to, Hey, wait a minute. You hated school. Why is school suddenly important? I could give a flying fuck about school, which is why my 13 year old got a gap year. As soon as she started complaining about online school, I went, okay, no problem. You don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're good for you. That's good parenting. My Mo Damashek, I hail her, you know, generally speaking, but I got to tell you, she was a nurse. And so when I would do as as uh, Hench Boy was laying there uh, 
you know, getting the sign off from his mother to hang the towel. I was like, I don't feel well, Mo. And she was like, no, you're fine. Get out of bed and go to school. You couldn't trick her. You couldn't do the heat up the the thermometer under hot water. She she knew all the tricks. So that kind of stunk with uh, with old Mo Damashek there. But all right, listen, football's here. The point is, I it, it, in it, at the bottom of the emotional barrel, I would think to myself sometimes, ooh, Steelers at Oilers on Monday Night Football tonight. I'd be allowed to stay awake till halftime of oh, the game. See, that's that, another that, difference. That the, another that thing that's, that's better about Norma Hench than Mo Damaschek. Okay, <laughs> my mom was a school teacher, ironically. So she, maybe that's why she knew how unimportant it was. So she she went to bed early. I I was allowed to stay up. I, I you know whatever. I was completely unsupervised. So, you know, it would just be me and Howard Cosell talking about John Lennon being murdered at fucking one o'clock in the morning. If you if, if you look at my uh, truancy, if you're like, I never went to school a single Tuesday during football season my entire childhood. It was like, do I want to go to school? That game ended at 1.30 in the morning. You think I want to go to school? Mark Mosley fucking kicked a field goal and the Redskins beat the Packers 48-47 at 1 in the morning. You think I'm going to school? No way. No way. And the, nobody ever caught on. Like, we've noticed Tuesdays are a little rough for your son. He's over 16 again this fall. No, those games went. So, And I mean, look, I got to say, uh, a lot of advantages to living on the West Coast and and football viewing. It's so civilized. 10 a.m. kickoff. You know, you can still sneak in some quality time with the family after the late game. Like, it's amazing. That is probably. Oh, it is. It is the not, people talk weather, whatever else. The tacos, everything. Else. The best thing is the 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 football TV schedule, or in fact, the sports TV schedule is, is way better. Good for you, Hench. My only sweetheart, uh, more sweetheart story about Monday Night Football is I was required. The latest I was allowed to stay up was till halftime, and that was the way we consumed. We're so old, Hench, that spaghetti can't even relate to how we would. Uh, how we would get our highlights of other games that weren't on locally for us. They were all boiled down to one highlight uh, voiced over by Howard Cosell. Like, let's look at the look at Chuck Foreman and Francis Tarkenton throwing a touchdown pass for the Vikings in the Metropolitan against the game Rams. That was it. You would see one play from it. it That that music sting. Like it was crack. You were going to get those highlights. <laughs> it was those two minutes. Oh, oh my something. God. But uh, but yes, I would wake up on Tuesday morning and the old man would have. Uh, it, it's not exactly having a catch like Costner is old man, but it was uh, it's meaningful to me to this day that the old man would always scratch out on a piece of paper for me. The second half highlights in the final score. It was all like so you'd be like the Bucks came back to win 27 to 23. Uh, and here's what happened. Well, that's a bad example because the Bucks, when I was growing up, weren't coming back to win very much. Or, or, um, or being on Monday Night Football. Was- <laughs> 
precisely. Yeah. So bad, bad example, but you get the larger point. All right, Spaghetti, a.k.a. the Home Run Whisperer. Make sure you're listening to the Tuesday episode of Minus Three every week because Eddie Spaghetti is giving you out five dollar uh, Tuesday dingers. He is the Home Run Whisperer, like I say. But for now, let's shelf that because today is the day. It's the New Yorkers against the Chicagoans out in the cornfields of Iowa. Make the most out of this historic game, Spaghetti, with FanDuel's $5 field of dingers. Here we go now, extending into your neck of the woods. Just place a $25 bet on a a same-game parlay with at least three legs to unlock a $5 bonus for every home run hit during the game. And as always, make sure you're doing it with FanDuel.com slash Minus three, the word minus the number three. We love using FanDuel, quick payouts, um, lots of fun games just like this one today. Build your parlay however you want, home run, strikeouts, money line. Now, Spaghetti, how do you choose to roll on this historic day of baseball? Well, not very Yankee fan friendly of me, but I'm going to start off right off the bat. I like the White Sox laying the run and a half. That's plus 104 right now. That's the first leg of my same game parlay here. Uh, Lance Lynn's a good pitcher. He, you know, not in love with him, especially because how good the White Sox lineup is against him. Who's really, really good versus him with the White Sox? Jose Abreu. He's plus 300 to hit a home run. I believe he has three home runs. Yep, he has three home runs and five at-bats versus Heaney. He's batting 600 with him, eight ribbies. So he absolutely owns him. I love him. But there is a guy in the Yankees who I also like, and that's Aaron Judge in eight at-bats. He has two home runs off of Lance Lynn, batting 375 versus him. You can get him right now. He's at plus 320, so that's Abreu plus 300, Judge plus 320, and the White Sox are to win uh, minus the one and a half is plus 104. Those are my three legs for the same game parlay. Now, if you want to get really crazy with it uh, in terms of the strikeouts, Lance Lynn, you're not going to get a huge price on this one, but uh, Lance Lynn, six or more strikeouts is right now is minus 390. I think the Yankees will swing. They, they have been prone to do that, um, so you will see them swing and miss in this one. So I do like the White Sox to win tonight and uh, bet those guys to hit the home runs. I agree with you. I don't know where Lance Lynn uh, came from to have this uh, this level of performance at this stage of his career. Either way, like I say, make sure you're following Spaghetti's lead there. He's been spot on uh, a lot more often than he's been wrong the last couple of months where his yanks and otherwise are concerned. Make sure you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and use the promo code Minus three. Anyway, all right, Hench. Now I'm even more in the mood to talk about pro football. Where shall we go? I, I mean, listen. I'm so excited. I gave a look at the week one schedule and I was doing it unironically. Just like, are we close enough that maybe we can wager on this? Let me throw this one at you. Both of you. And because this involves Eddie Spaghetti's gents here. The Steelers are plus seven at Buffalo. If we, if, if we pair that up with the Broncos Getting a point and a half at home against the Broncos. Are we scared of the Broncos with Drew Locke Wait, or Teddy the Bron- B? Who are the Broncos? The Giants playing? at you home. You made it sound like they're playing the Broncos. Okay, they're Giants. playing okay. the Giants. So, are you teasing yeah. this, or this is just two separate games? Oh no, I yeah no, I, I, I'm taking the six points on both of those games, and I'm taking the Giants up to at home. I'm making them a a, a, a seven and a half home dog, and the Steelers. I'm going to uh, take them up to. Uh, plus 13 up at Buffalo. I think that's a pretty airtight opening week. Bet, well, the right? teaser's never lost. So I think you, you, you've, got, you've got it. Um, I think uh, this, uh, just tell me if you agree. Like, if you, 
I know. I, general, I always get them in, wrong. Spoiler alert. In but this general, one seems just like typically, good. you know how you 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 see teams like you're like, oh my god, they made a big leap last year, and this leap feels like it's going to continue. I feel like the Bills went a little too far too fast last year, and I think a little bit of a regression to the mean for the Bills this year. So I, I like your your Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like those points straight. Uh, well, the Steelers don't typically uh, – Steelers don't right. typically just get whipped. That, it, it is pretty rare that you see the Steelers suffer a uh, two-touchdown loss, unless they're playing the Patriots <laughs> in Foxborough or in Pittsburgh. Uh, it really doesn't matter. But Tom Brady's gone, so it doesn't, I don't even know if that still matters. You- but anyway. I love that one. Listen, I'm I'm into the week one schedule. I'm also now – Dude, running through my annual tradition, Eddie Spaghetti knows about it. Hench, it's time for you to start, uh, um, you know, dipping your toes into these waters, too. As I say all the time, right now, it is way easier to, to identify the teams that have a chance of being relevant by mid-December into January than it is to identify the teams that absolutely positively have zero chance of making the playoffs. That brings us to the 2021 edition of, I'm about halfway through here now, no playoffs for you. I'll start us off, Hench. I'll give you a second to come up with at least one, two, three, whatever. Last year, Eddie Spaghetti, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and Andrew Raby, who keeps score for us, I think can confirm this, um, I went eight and eight last year, which is very hard to do. If you can uh, correctly pick the teams that are not going to the playoffs, that's remarkable. Here we go. The easy ones, the Houston Texans, obviously. No playoffs for you. Detroit Lions, a great bet to have the worst overall record in the NFL this season. I think it's still at plus 400. Get that. No playoffs for you. Little edgy one. Toughest division, though, in all the NFL this season. Sorry, Russ fans. Seattle Seahawks. No playoffs for Hey, I just you. I need to know, Sheck, are more. you literally going to list 16 teams right now? I just want to know how much to I'm check out two more. during this bit. Like how, how? It's no bit. I'm telling you something. Life's not oh, a bit, Hench. I'm telling you the score. Our listeners. I didn't realize you were going to, you were going to list half the teams in the NFL in a monotone. No, you're, okay. I'm going to list two okay. more and you'll sit there and take it. Look, if you could sit through algebra and calculus and other, well, you didn't sit through them, I guess. That's what we just learned is that you were at home watching TV. Next up, New York Jets. Future may be bright, but for now, no playoffs for you. It's just too big a leap. How many wins would you have to have to be playoff relevant in the in the mighty AFC? And lastly, here we go. We started this conversation last week. This is not a political thing. It is practical, smart football betting. If guys aren't getting vaccinated, especially the guy at the most important position in the sport, Kirk Cousins, that means he's there's a decent chance he's going to have to sit down. This will hurt the team. There's going to be conflict within the building and otherwise. Minnesota Vikings in another tough division. No playoffs for you. Well, I, I'm incredible. You go, now I'm, I did I, five. Eight octave range is amazing. <laughs> Um, so I, I agree with all those picks. I, they were pretty gutless. I, there wasn't a lot. Okay. Okay. The Seahawks is gutless. People are very upset to hear the Seahawks. But I will go, because I think, you know, one, the first way to divine this no playoffs for you list is what, you know, which is the fourth best team in their division. So 
I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. The Pittsburgh Steelers will not make the playoffs. Oh, what a what a jerk. Do are you I, I want you to, but again, please apply the no jive policy, Hench. Are you doing this to be a mixer or do you actually believe that? I mean, would you I actually believe that the Steelers will not make the playoffs? Then you should bet like eight thousand dollars on that. If you think that that's the case, you should go heavy on that bet, right? Oh, is that heavy? I, I couldn't tell what way you were going. My income. Uh, what a okay. stinker. Do you really believe uh, that? You think the Steelers are going to finish behind the Bungles? You think they're going to no. finish behind Lamar Jackson? No, I think they're going to Bateman that, now that. on the shelf? Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Ra- you're going to stick with the Ravens. All right. Will Brinson uh, says the same thing. I just, I'm still not seeing it. I asked him to talk me into the Ravens. He didn't do a great job of doing it. I, my issues are my issues with that team. Um, here's a fun one just to show that I'm not just going chalk this year. Um, division winner, fun odds. I've told you the Chargers, I think, are going to win the AFC West. What do you think about this one, Hench? Here's a, here's a fourth place. They, they have the longest odds in the division. Carolina Panthers, plus 900 to win the NFC South. How say you, Hench? Think that division through. Matt Ryan's Falcons. Jameis and Taysom Saints, who have a loaded roster, but some questions at QB at least. And then we're betting on, again, a, you know, all 22 who just won the Super Bowl, but it still has a 43-year-old man playing quarterback there who didn't win the division a year ago. Well, I guess if I was if I was going to lose more money this year betting against Tom mm. Brady, at least it would be good to be plus 900. I will give you that. It's plus nine hundred. It's, it's, it's a fun one to take a flyer on. Brady, I lose more. You know, I, I don't get nine to one return. I bet him. I bet him under four thousand yards. I was like, it's a pumpkin. He's got to turn into a pumpkin. I bet him under four thousand passing yards. I bet the Bucks under nine and a half wins. Lost both, and then lost more in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I, I I won't lose as much, but I I think that that plus nine hundred is accurate that feels that feels about right you think they finished behind the falcons then even the falcons were the I lo- falcons I- were crazy last year down the stretch if you if you watch the falcons how many times they were in the game and covered the spread uh when they sh- when they you know to your earlier point i think before we came on games they should not have been trying in they were playing very hard um and uh you know i i think the Saints actually are getting an upgrade at quarterback, so so I feel like uh, that 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 Panthers number is just about right. I mean, as long as they do decide to roll with Jameis, I'm I'm with you. I do think that Jameis still has the ability. And the other thing that's sort of uh, was a punchline from the moment he did it, but we still don't know a year and a half later is like. Did Lasix actually fix Jameis Winston's eyes? It's not implausible, even in the 21st century, that these high-end doctors that NFL teams employ could have missed that somehow and just to look beyond the fact that he can't look very well over the line of scrimmage, and maybe he'll be a different guy as a result of that. I wouldn't be stunned with that one. Uh, your Matt Ryan remark and Tom Brady, too, I like both of those guys, and both of them ranked highly in total pass yards in 2020. I like Matt Ryan once again at 13 to 1 to lead the league in total pass yards again for the novice out there. This is not an evaluation of who you think is a good quarterback. This is situationally who's going to be trailing in second halves a a fair amount of the time, who's going to be slinging it a lot. The Falcons do not have what appears to be a uh, a high-end run game once again. 
Calvin Ridley there. The kid Kyle Pitts uh, expected to more or less replace Julio Jones yards. This all adds up to Matt Ryan for me. He finished fourth a year ago. The guy who finished third, though, Tom Brady, again. Are we? Are, are they, they, I, does he fall back a little bit? Do they lean on the run a little bit more from the jump? That versus where they were a year ago. How say you, Hench? Well, I think to your point about who's trailing, you know, that Bucks team, I think he only ended up with 200 yards in that Super Bowl because that Bucks defense is so good and the run game's pretty strong. So you could see a lot of 885 yard passing victories for Tom Brady. You're not going to see that for Matt Ryan. <laughs> you know, Matt Ryan's going to be trailing and putting up putting up pretty big total yards numbers. Uh, hey, speaking of which, because I've started, you know, I'm not quite as incontinent as you are when it comes to getting excited for things happening weeks away. But we're <laughs> we haven't talked about this our fantasy football league, and I am I, just for the record, I'm not peeing as we're talking right now. You're so excited, you're wetting yourself, which I appreciate. I love football too, but a couple of things that have not been settled. One, I mean. Is is the great Bill Simmons returning to our league? Like, is that is that? I don't I, I don't know. That's up to you and Sal and the other members of the Rogue League, the Loser League, the, well, the World Football League that he continue. that he put together, that the XFL. Yes, the USFL, yes. it's not the USFL is not a good comp for that uh, for that junk league because it because uh, the USFL was good. Yours is um, junk. Hey, so but meaning. If the if the exiled owner does not return to our league, then what happens to the tradition of you getting rid of the the next guy? Well, I, I imagine you would support just doing away with it altogether. No, which always. on some well, yeah, I, and I and I used to be again until until the dynasty began. Now now that I'm uh, you know on on this side of things, I've come to enjoy it. Um, I think that we replace him. There are some people out there, including one of the great advocates of uh, of Cousin Sal's diabolical kickout rule, survivor style at the draft, at the fantasy draft, you kick somebody out. Um, and uh, it, it, Tall John apparently has made some noise about wanting to get rid of it too. So we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't know. I think I think I would advocate replacing him with a with another pal. That's all. Eddie Spaghetti, you're on deck. I don't know who else jumps in. If Simmons is out forever, but I think we, I, you know, I think uh, we got to keep the tradition at this point. You'd rather get away, get rid of it, though, huh? You know, I, I just, I would hate to have to vote someone out. I would hate to be voted out. Like my whole season is spent like, don't get voted out, but also don't win it. Make sure you don't win, mm. which I'm excellent at. One of the best of all time at not winning fantasy football leagues, so I don't have to vote someone out. Um, and you know, I already have enemies and I've never voted anybody out. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been in that position and you've never been kicked out either. Have you? No, I, hmm. I well, look, that's a nice run for you. I'm, you know, I, it's like I'm camp David. I'm just trying to bring the parties together. Anwar Sadat. Yeah, the man of peace. Anwar as you can tell, Kevin and Menachem Begin. The, the top He's group. called me boring and incontinent in the last 11 the, minutes, the, but he's yeah. a man of peace, Spaghetti. I hope you're paying the, attention. The Camp David Accords, except for the time. So do you have anyone, you want to throw out anybody for pass yards? Now listen, I'm, I, I, I'm happy to resolve this thing once and for all, but my vote will be to replace the sports guy, who, by the way, 
is on the record as saying, I quit. I'm never coming back. Once you do that, you get the take back. You get to take it back. It was the heat of the moment. I want back. Yes, of course. I, mean, I assume he wants back. Out. That's why Spaghetti gets to watch the Giants this year. You get to take back anything and all things. We're sports all fans. Right, I guess so. I guess so. Yes. As long as Simmons issues, if his publicist can script out an apology that plainly is not written in Simmons voice and Simmons is forced to read it. I think maybe that would be a concession I'd be willing to make. Uh, do you have anyone you want to throw out for pass yards uh, leader here? Uh, I don't know. Spaghetti or I, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm inclined. It's chalk. But like, I feel like Mahomes, you know, that just hard to bet against him, you know, unless he goes down. Although I guess your, your AFC West champion chargers have a QB that, that could, that could put up some crazy numbers too. Um, but, uh, except that their defense should be better than the chiefs, which is why I'm picking the chargers to win that division. Uh, but of those guys we mentioned, I bet the, the Matt Ryan number is probably the most attractive. Uh, spaghetti lay that on me. Yeah. Matt Ryan's 13 to one. This wow, year, and the names you just floated are all right around there. I don't, I don't think any of them are. Well, Mahomes is like there. is like two to one, right? Like he's tiny. Yeah, has it been two straight years though? Now it's two straight seasons that he's missed a couple of games at least. So that's something to keep an eye on. He, he's young to be missing games, and it's not like he's a a physical running kind of QB or anything. So it's a little that that's something to keep an eye on, and for what it matters. I like what Brandon Staley's doing. He's already announced none of the good guys are playing in, in preseason. There is the chance if you make a wager now and you have an old school head coach, it's like, oh, we got to give him reps in this, in this, get a chemistry with the new roster and everything else. You run them out there. There's a chance that that guy might get hurt. And then Justin Herbert looks a little bit juicier on the other side. If, if one of those uh, other rivals falls. Well, away. let's, uh, I know we've been talking a lot of props, but let's let that be a segue to our best bets of the week. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You start us off there. So, you know, I I mentioned it earlier on, but like Saquon, 1,175 yards rushing over under number, you know, and I, I, you know, Corolla made this great documentary called The 24 Hour War um, about Lamont that became you know it basically he made it it was incredible i was like that'd be a great scripted project and then matt damon and christian bale agreed and made ford versus ferrari and and the rest is history but but corolla's doc predated the the movie and one of the craziest parts of that story ford versus ferrari is that ford got faster than ferrari pretty quickly the problem with the 24 hour of le mans is it's an endurance race and Ford would be leading and their cars would break every year. And so the challenge became, we have to create a car that's faster than a Ferrari that can finish the 24 hour of Le Mans. That was the engineering challenge. And when I look at Saquon Barkley's body, I was waiting because I, I was about to fall asleep. This is the person who's telling me about uh, expi- about pushing listeners away, Eddie Spaghetti. We're we're hearing about car races from the seventies. This the 60s, is captivating. Sixties. It's called a deep oh, I, tease. I, oh, it's the okay. deep tease. So so uh, when oh, you okay. look, first of all, it's a fucking incredible analogy. If you just would let it. Okay, I'm like let it marinate for a second, and then you'll be like that. That's all genius. Right. So Saquon okay. Barkley, like. He's 
when you look at NFL running backs, you're all like, holy shit, that guy's, oh my God, that guy's ripped. That guy's built. That guy, this is insane. This guy's body's insane. And then Saquon stands out among NFL running backs with the craziest legs you've ever seen. These pistons, like, you know, so powerful. So, you know, when he jumps guys, he pulls away from guys, he runs guys over. And like, I just think like those early Ford cars that that couldn't finish the endurance race, maybe it's possible that his body is not engineered for the endurance race of the NFL season. Therefore, I'm inclined, even though they've lowered that number down to 1,175, I'm still inclined to go under with that engine cracking year after year after year, you know, and it's, I mean, obviously he's coming back from the catastrophic injury, but to your Mahomes point, he gets dinged with kind of regular injuries too. And I feel like when you're, I don't know if it's torque or what, what he is putting that body through, but it seems like the, the demands that are put on his body by his body maybe do not lead to Walter Payton longevity. That's my first. I hear you. I've said everything I have to say about Saquon already. Spaghetti, though, your retort. No, no, no argument for me at all. And I think to add to that, I mean, it's still up in the air if he's going to even start a game in weeks one or two. He may not come back to week three, which is. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell are you talking about? Now you're suddenly so agreeable. You you fight tooth and nail on everything I say about Saquon. Like, no, he's right. Hench is right. Hench saying that he's going to be under 1175 versus you saying he's a horrible player, like whatever, is a way different (laughs) thing. Hench is giving him credit. He's calling him a physical specimen. Can I just get to my point? Because I agree with Hench. And the other thing people forget, too, is that Saquon in his rookie season caught like 91 balls. He was arguably the best pass catching uh, back in the league his rookie year. I think you're going to see a lot of that this year, and especially the one question mark the Giants have in their team is the offensive line. I think it'll be okay, but that remains to be seen. So I could see them being more of a pass-happy offense than a run-heavy offense. And he'll be more of like a Kamara role than you know a pound-and-ground role. So I, I think it's a fine bet to make. Thank you, Spaghetti. All right, Hench now with another F1 okay. story. Uh, so then look at, you know, I don't I don't know what happened to the Mets, except that about a month ago, I bet on them to win the World Series. <laughs> I, oh, no. I looked at all the numbers and I was like, man, the Mets are good. McNeil's starting to hit. DeGrom's going to come back. The Mets are going to be so set up and they're going to have a fresh DeGrom. Now I'm like, Christ. They're a week away from shutting DeGrom down. Like, you can't – if his elbow's inflamed, you can't send him out there in the in September. And so as as the Mets – and then Acuna got hurt, and I was like, oh, the, the only team they have to worry about is now – don't worry about it. Acuna's hurt. Like, I was like, this is, this is setting up so well for the Mets. Since then, the wheels have come off. And so I, the re, I follow the Mets – to keep an eye on my money. I'm like, how, how is this money gone forever? And so when I was looking for our weekend picks, I was like, well, you know, do the Mets have an opportunity to get back on track here? The Dodgers are coming to town. Not, not just any Dodgers, the Dodgers with Trey Turner playing second base because Seager's back at shortstop, the killing machine that is the LA Dodgers are coming to town. So it it does not line up well for the Mets. Um, I, I, you know, I like the Dodgers in each one of those individual games, but the, the big one is Saturday. 
uh, Walker Bueller versus Taiwan Walker. And I thought, wow, I said to myself, wow. How often in Major League history has a pitcher with the first name been the same as the pitcher, the last name, Walker Bueller versus Taiwan Walker? This is so interesting. And then I was like, yeah, Tommy John made 700 starts in the big leagues. I think it's happened. <laughs> I get very excited. Uh, you were just about to, you were veering you know, into my, like, into my neck like, of the woods, Hank. I, I love that stuff. When they're like, I could, I, the fact that Cecil Fielder and Prince Fielder were estranged from each other and, and and had a terrible relationship and they both ended with 319 career home runs which seems crazily low for both guys like that kind of stuff drives me nuts i'm like do we really not think something's happening here in the universe like the universe is trying to tell these two make it right like you guys are the same you're you're too much of the same guy anyway walker bueller against uh, taiwan walker has just hit the wall well, wait, I'm thinking about Ralph Terry. Ralph Terry. What, what, like, there Terry must have Mulholland. been a Terry. Terry right? Mulholland. He wouldn't have played well, against I don't Ralph think they Terry. <laughs> Tommy John versus John I, Candelaria. I'm just throwing you out one. That's the only one I can think of. as a little kid, Tommy John against John Candelaria, the candy man for the Pirates. Anyway, so, so of those games, uh, I feel like Saturday, the Dodgers over as, as uh, the killing machine – Comes comes to New York to uh, add to Taiwan Walker's woes and the Mets' woes. I mean, imagine a healthy Degrom and a healthy Syndergaard. I mean, it's so brutal. Yeah, I know that that there that there looks like they're going to be on the outside looking in. Poor Sal, his boys want him to uh, take him to all the games this weekend. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten an update if he is actually going to be a good father and go out to Chavez Ravine <laughs> three times this weekend to watch the Metropolitans probably lose the series there. I like, by the way, Spaghetti, I, I keep saying it. I'm on board with the Yanks. I, I'm a broken record about that one, even against the White Sox this weekend. This is a, a good test for both those teams. Do you, you, you like your Yanks to win the series here based on the pitching matchups? Uh, I was actually just telling Hench off air that I was like, I really don't love the Yankees. Uh, this, you know, this, this series here, you know, it'll be fun to watch the Field of Dreams game, but I don't like the pitching matchup for the game today. The Lance Lindvers Heaney, I think that they pretty much the White Sox slam him. Um, you know, so it's in, and I think Dylan Cease is pitching the next game, who's having a really good season as well. I know like Rodon at the the IL, but uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not the Yankees right now. It's a weird spot versus a good team still getting over the COVID stuff. Some guys are slowly coming back. The pitching staff's up in the air lately. Uh, I'd be happy to get one, honestly. All right, lay it on us then. What are your best bets of the weekend? Well, I'm going to stick with. Uh, uh, what Hendricks just talking about the Dodgers Mets, but I like uh, is the game tomorrow. Julio Urias, I like he's pitching for the Dodgers. I know Mookie Betts just hit the IL, so they're without him. They have been missing him for the last few games, but I like the under in this game. I'm guessing it'll be somewhere around the eight-ish run mark. Uh, the Mets uh, offense isn't that great as of now either, so I like the under in that one. I do agree with Hench that the Dodgers should win the series fairly easily. Um, the next bet I'll get on too is some football prop bets, and uh, the one I have is the Cowboys plus 128 to not make the playoffs. So my version of no playoffs for you, I have the Cowboys. The way I look at it is the NFC East is not getting two teams in. I still like the Giants this year. It's the first time in a few years I've liked the Giants. But the Cowboys announcing that Dak Prescott's getting another MRI, and even our, our pal Jeff Schwartz, like, this is not a good or normal thing for them to do. And, like, I, I haven't even watched the Hard Knocks episode yet, so it's not even that playing in my mind. But I just... 
if he's that injured and they're bringing him back and they're announcing it, all if he misses a game or two, like the NFC is going to be that tight between Giants, Cowboys, and Washington that they can't afford that. And they have plenty of holes in the offensive line outside of Tyron Smith. And obviously the defense we've been talking about at length for a few pods here, it's like it's not very good. So I, if they're not going to win the division, they're screwed. And I don't see them winning the division this year, especially if Dak's going to be injured. And another NFL player problem giving today because of also in the news is the, the weird incident with Deshaun Watson. I know him screaming at the you know the the media saying you're always filling me whatever they're plus 200 for the worst record in the NFL the way I look at it is this has become a clown show the Texans actually went into the league offices and tried to get to remove any media from all their remaining practices for the the offseason which is so bizarre they're a total mess I know if you ask some of their players they'll say you know we're gonna try our hardest we're gonna win games but if they're you know off the record, they're saying, yeah, this is this is a, this is a clown show. This is pretty bad. This is as bad as it gets. You lose your best one of your best players in franchise history last year in DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to lose another one of the best players in franchise history this year with Deshaun Watson because he won't play it down for them, as John McClain, their beat writer, uh, has said that that team is a, a total total turmoil here. So I don't see them winning very many games this year. And another bad team, the Jaguars are in their division. I can still see the Jaguars beating them at least once. Um, so I don't I don't know. I don't think it's a so few, we, very if bright. You like if, if you like betting um, on the Texans to have the worst record this season, week one looms large because they catch the Jags right out of the gate. And so if they lose, they lose that one right from the jump because that's one of their better chances to win, obviously, against a rookie QB. If if I had to bet, if I had to bet all the money in my bank account right now, though, I would bet on Herb and Trevor Lawrence getting the jump on um Tyrod Taylor and uh, what's his name? The coach. <laughs> I can't even think of the coach's name now. What's his name? Uh, uh, a poor, poor guy coaching the Houston Texans oh, without yeah. Deshaun Watson. Well, I was going to add. Um, I was going to add quickly that Urban Meyer did say that it's not certain that Trevor Lawrence is going to oh, start. Okay. I don't really buy into that. And if you want to play, kind of you know, roll the dice with it. You want to say his under. I believe his under is like uh, his forty-one hundred pass yards. You want to say under there, but no, I could still see. I still see the Texans being worse than the Jaguars this year. And I'll, I'll apologize to Sal for betting against the Mets and the Cowboys in my uh, best bets of the week here. But that Mets series is in Queens. So oh, it I, is? is oh, then maybe he's talking about upco- he's coming. As they must be coming to town next weekend then or, okay. or soon. Because uh, that's, that's a pretty big – that's pretty easy to tell your boys, hey, I can't take you to the series this weekend. Because it's in New York. That's, he's that committed uh, a father. That's beautiful. But, uh, but Sal had a crazy one. Last year, Sal bet the Jags 20 to 1 – under 0.5 wins. They win opening day and then lose the next 15. But now think of it going the other way. What if they had lost the first 15 and won the last game? Oh, uh, man. But I, I think the Jags will re- – I think for the second year in a row, I think the Jags are going to come out of the gate 1-0 and against the woeful Texans. Like, they're, they're, they're poor Texans. They're like the power grid. In, in Texas, everything yeah, everything's <laughs> going great in Texas. Everything's going great. Looks great. I am going to go with what I mentioned earlier here. Now I'm on the football, everybody, and I'm going to go Pittsburgh Steelers plus seven, they plus 13, and the New York Giants at home against the Denver Broncos with either Drew Locke or Teddy B. That's going to scare me. No, it's not. I'm going to go with the Giants teased up to plus seven and a half at home. Again, like I say, the Steelers, whatever you think of them, don't tend to lose 
lose games by double digits very often by two touchdowns like they would have to at the hand of Josh Allen. I'm going to go. Uh, I, I think that's a great week one. Get in on it now while the numbers are still where they are. Next, some of my favorite props for all of uh, the pro football season. Antonio Brown, I mentioned it to Sal on extra points already. Antonio Brown, 17 games. And of course, the risk of injury looms as it does for anybody, but which is why betting the under on individual players is, is generally the savvy play, especially here in the age of COVID. But over 725 and a half yards, he played with a bad knee, as it turns out, last year. It took him a minute to get on the same page with Brady. Of course, Evans and Godwin and Gronk are always going to be factors in, in getting targets too. But 725 in a 17-game slate, for I mean, I, I caught a little bit of heat for saying this. I've said this many times, but that Antonio Brown is the third best receiver of the Super Bowl era. He had a six game run that nobody has equaled, not Jerry Rice or Randy Moss or Marvin Harrison or Calvin Johnson or anyone else. 2012 to 2018 is the single best in the uninterrupted run by any pass catcher you can ever look up. I think he he gets it done. I think he has what is relatively speaking a bounce back by his standard this year and goes over 725 and a half get that one derrick henry i know again there's an extra game but the attrition involved in a 2000 yard season last year the number of touches he's had he's had a gigantic workload for three straight years now there is no historical evidence available to you go ahead if you don't believe me look up Earl Campbell. I mean, look up physical backs too. Look up Jerome Bettis, who had an extended run as a as a uh, f- as a so called physical back. But those guys wear out eventually. You know, I you know, I, I I hope to be wrong on a human level. Derrick Henry seems like a delightful guy from the few exchanges I've had with him. Good for the Titans fans if he's good again. But I'm going under 1,539 yards and a half. I mean, that doesn't that feel heavy even with the extra game? There's just no evidence that once you go 2,000 that you bounce back and perform at a, at a really high level in the, in the comeback year. So Derrick Henry under. And yet, you like, and yet you like the Titans. I do like the Titans because they, they should evolve. If they're, if they're wise, they're going to evolve of taking advantage of all those uh, pass catchers that they have. I can't imagine that Julio Jones isn't going to steal some, uh, some play calls that otherwise would have been put into the gut of Derrick Henry, right? All right. And uh, I'll give you one. I, I do. I know you, you betting, you know, betting on the attrition rate of NFL running backs is just a sound policy. Like oh, these I, guys, I you're going to call me a ghoul. Thank you. No, 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 no. I, well, ghoulish, but wise. Um, you know, they just, I mean, I remember I had Larry Johnson. I think I had Larry Johnson the, the one year I won example. And Larry Johnson, you're like, wow, look out, Emmett Smith. This fucking guy is going to run for 20,000 yards. Like, nope, his career's over. Like, it was like, it happened overnight. It's like, oh, you don't want 400 touches. You talk about those guys that are, that are you know, just bulks of sinewy muscle like Saquon Barkley being too high, t- being too tur- tuned up um, for what they're putting their body through before somebody else even hits them. One thing that's for sure is, and I make this point all the time too, but the paradox of sports is that is endured for our, li- for, you know, our mm-hmm. entire lives is 
the big dudes, you think like, oh, he'll truck anybody. Look, get out of his way. They're always involved in the collision. And it takes two or three very big human beings to generally pull them down. You're better off to have a Barry Sanders type so, who, as long as he doesn't rip his own knee with the torque yeah. he's putting on it, he's not going to be taking a ton of direct hits over the work, course of his work career. Work done. Work done. Right. Place forever. Work done. Like, did he ever get hit square? Darren Sproles, you know? another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Okoye is a great example. Okoye, like, all style. Earl Campbell's the best one. Have an incredible career. Like, now he's going to have one good year. Right, it's not a coincidence. Natron means. All these big backs, they wear out more quickly. It's a, I, I mean, I'm not hoping for it, but I guess uh, if I'm putting money on it, then I am on some level hoping for it. But I, I won't say that loudly. Now, Lamar Jackson, talk about a guy who never takes a direct hit. He did get got a couple of times last year by... Uh, uh, from from what my eyes saw, and I also think that with the offensive line not as good as it has been, there's a little fallback there. There's also organizationally, if you're going to invest in Lamar Jackson long term, there's got to be a will to get the ball out of his hands a little bit more than he than he has already. They wanted to lean on the pass game a little bit, beefed up with Sammy Watkins, and but now Rashad Bateman's already out, and Hollywood uh, Brown's been banged up. I think what they're going to do, they they running back by committee with Mark Ingram and Justice Hill and Gus Edwards and everything. This now gives way to J.K. Dobbins being the feature back this year, I think. I mean, Gus Edwards is a dynamite number two, and Justice Hill is a nice piece as well. But J.K. Dobbins will finally emerge as the guy who's getting the bulk of the workload there. Over a measly 1,000.5? 17 games to do it? Give me the fresh legs of J.K. Dobbins. That's a gimme. I love that bet. How say you, Hench? I love I didn't you take him in fantasy last year? Uh, I did have J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah. I love I love you know, it's it's always a matter of work rate. And, you know, but I thought that was a great pick by the Ravens. Thought it was a great pick by you. Thought it was a really great pick in the keeper league that we won't talk about because it gets under your saddle. Um, but I, my I, saddle. I feel bad for you guys that that's what I you're agree. doing. I agree with Silliness. the pick. I, and, it, and it does feel like, you know, if you've got a stud like that, just let him loose. Uh, and it, it's and like whatever my you join in that league is like Kevin Costner making no way out and field of dreams and then choosing on purpose to do water world. That's the same thing as you and Sal. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go do water world. Yeah. Well, look, we're hey, riding you know, high right now. You know who's in that other league? Who's that? Uh, the the chef and proprietor of that incredible restaurant we ate at in Vegas, Major Domo. David Chang. I'd feel bad beating him. That place was incredible. That place was incredible. Every morsel that was brought to our table and every libation that we washed it down with. Like, I, yeah, I would put on, cover your spaghetti. I would put on spaghetti level weight if I was in (laughs) Vegas. Wait, Hench, there's one in uh, downtown Los Angeles. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to scope it out. It's amazing. Um, now, I've been sitting on this, but like spaghetti, you're tall. You're what are you, six, three? Uh, like six, two ish. Yeah. 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 See, now you in tall guys get cocky because they've got so much length to spread it around on. But if you're I'm telling you right now, damn it, shit can back me. If you're already feeling the tweaks in the back. Now is the time to just get lean and mean 
because you're tall. Like my wife's tall. Like it's such an advantage. I, I, I can I can work out all the time. It's not going to do anything to the part where I'm not quite five ten. You're six two, man. You could be an Adonis in six weeks. Come on, spaghetti. Do it together. Have some dignity. Uh, talk. Have a long talk with the man in the mirror. I'm telling you, Spaghetti, this is true. Also, things to on the horizon for all the younger people out there that people don't tell you about. You know that you're going to lose your hair, and yet our vanity steers us away from getting on the you know the uh, you know the creams or whatever potions that you put in your hair to keep it. Somebody said that to me. I didn't take their advice. In fact, it was our pal uh, Tony Barbieri, who's in the good uh, fantasy league. Um, the, 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 the sound fantasy league, the credible fantasy league, not somebody who makes, uh, who, who makes ribs in his spare time. Um, the, uh, he told me, he's like, get, get on that stuff. You'll be sorry if you don't get on it now. Cause it, it'll get out of hand and then there's no growing it back. I get on the hair stuff. Get on the like, yeah, the stuff that keeps your hair. Cause then it's going to, you know, I don't say I just get a toupee, but, but who cares? Like, I mean, I mean, what do you mean? Who cares? You're a dude. Like, first of all, what are you? Are you out tomcatting on the weekends? Like, who? What are you? I, I mean, I have to you, deal with not, the man in the mirror. No, that's I where mean, the it's, conversation it's, ends, Hench. But not about tomcatting. But unless you're jerking off in the mirror, who cares what the man in the mirror looks like? I don't understand. Like, we're fucking we're retired from aesthetics. Who cares? I, you know, like, I obviously don't let yourself go the way Spaghetti's girlfriend's boyfriend has let himself go. I'm not saying <laughs> give up entirely, but hair it should be the least of your concerns. And you got a good head of hair. What's wrong with I that? I got a lot of concerns. Believe me, I also have I also have a flesh yarmulke that you can't see right now. Thank okay. goodness that I'm that I'm not a little fella, or else I really would be doomed. Now, also, when I go another one, the- Spaghetti. When I go in the pool, my daughters make fun of the, the you know, because it all gets so visible, the bald spots and, the, you know, they're laughing at their bald dad. And I'm like, shut up and enjoy your pool, kids. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The worst. The one I nobody told me about is I because I thought like by when I, by the time I got to about 30, I was like, this whole hangover thing is jive. I've never had a hangover in my life. Maybe I had a couple too many whiskeys once or twice in my life. And that's a different thing. But I, you know, hangover. I mean, I'm telling you, 35, 40 got got around and I got one too many wines. I feel it the whole next day. Don't sleep well. That's terrible. But maybe the worst one of all is I knew that the hair up top would eventually start to go away. And by the way, look at it's pretty nice. I got a nice color to my hair, getting a little salt and pepper action going. I could be doing a lot worse. The thing that nobody told me about is that my ears have started to grow a mustache. Do you have that? Yeah. Like what what in the yeah, hell? The, uh, the outer ears? What, what, what are we doing? Is I'm growing a perm on my earlobe? What the hell? Ears, nose. You know, Heather will just be mortified. She's like, your fucking nose. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't care. Um, Speak. Well, I could I could be over soon just to address the stuff. I I think hair wise, I should be okay. I think both my my dad has hair and he's older than you guys. My grandfather's both had hair. I know it's like the your mom's dad's like where the hairline is. So he had hair when he passed. So I should be good there. Hopefully Uh, I had a pretty negative doctor visit. So I am going to ramp up things. I'm on a new diet, uh, (laughs) cutting out salt, red meat. 
Uh, it's gonna, you're going to see a new a new Eddie Spaghetti very soon. And uh, the hangovers. <laughs> I'm only 29. And I will agree. The hangovers are bad. I had a, the the wedding in North Carolina. I drove from Charlotte to Raleigh to visit family, and boy, boy, that that was a tough car ride at like 7 a.m. That was as bad as it gets. So it, it is definitely Love. worse. So yeah, coming soon. Eddie Spaghetti too. Angel hair. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna he's, he's gonna get he's gonna get uh, positively read like okay, that'll eat, be nice. But just so we're clear, spaghetti, don't eat angel hair or spaghetti. No, no, no possible. Okay, I can't, okay, can't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. At least at least make sure it's whole no, wheat. Hangovers because you know uh, I'm not I don't drink much anymore. You know, so when we were in Vegas, that was kind of new to be tipping them back. Uh, uh, dirt, you know. During pandemic, I literally probably had seven drinks in 15 months. So, uh, what in hell? Really? What, you know, why to feel tired and shitty all the time? So, both Saturday and Sunday, waking up in Vegas, Heather and I were both like, oh my God, what happened? It's like, uh, you had five entire (laughs) drinks. That's what happened. (laughs) Um, spaghetti. Sorry, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to violate your HIPAA rights or anything. But what did no. the doctor say to you? Just re- just reenact um, it for us, real quick. I, it, well, he he first cracked away uh, a joke at my weight, and he's like, "Dance over quarantine." I'm like, yeah, man, like <laughs> gyms are closed. The doctor's cracking wise. Yeah, he's he's a Steelers fan. He's a he's a uh, he's a ball buster. But yeah, he, he said, uh, "Look, he goes, look, I don't want to violate your HIPAA rights. I mean HIPAA." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was basically I, I, I thought I thought I was meeting with Eddie Spaghetti, I, not Casey Hampton. I, Whoa, yeah, what gives? Yeah, Jones exactly. is fat. I should have been like, yeah, well, you went to ASU, so how how good is your uh, do, uh, your degree anyway? But um, oh, anyway, oh, but yeah, oh, definitely oh, insult the man. Who oh can, my god, he. <laughs> I'm, 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 it, it stems from a game in the hands of an Aztec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. I, I like hanging out. I don't feel I don't get like the white coat syndrome. Like I like hanging out there. He's a he's a younger dude. Like we get along, so it's fine. But, but literally, uh, I mean, some devil. Yeah. Look, hold on, hold on. Okay, so he's got it. He's got something framed on the wall. Obviously, I mean, he's a, he's accredited as a doctor, but he went yeah. to he went to ASU undergrad or medical school. I think under undergrad. Yeah. Okay, and then and then he went somewhere else. He works for. He's in the UCLA system. Okay. Uh, yeah. You went down to Mexico. You to should get the really medicine. listen to Doctor Death if you haven't, because the one thing about the Doctor Death podcast is this guy, prior to butchering all his patients, he has the spottiest, itinerant, migratory educational pedigree. Like, why oh, is this yeah, guy fucking hopscotching like- around the nation? Like he didn't just go to college and then go to medical school. He's like popping around, and uh, and, and it's like so. Then by the time he gets the uh, the surgical tools out, you know, it's clear that he's completely unqualified for his job. And by the way, we've all had jobs that we were not up to. They just didn't involve spinal surgery. These jokes could be funnier. It's not as uh, damning to the overall (laughs) profession as, uh, boy, oh, you don't know how to use the scalpel properly? That that, that, uh, can meet with with worse ends to it. Um, I got to say, I like my running backs and my wingers. I like them nice and fresh and young. I don't care if they have veteran experience. I don't know that young is what I'm looking for in my doctor. Now, 
ancient octogenarian. I don't want that either. I want I want them in their prime. I want I want my doctor in mid season form. You know, spaghetti. And I had a great. I tell you, I love my surgeon, Doctor Bert Mandelbaum. Shout out, love my knee surgeon, uh, and I loved the anesthesiologist. I, I apologize, I can't remember his name because obviously he was making me high as a kite instantaneously. He came in, he hooked me up, and he was like, "Hey, baby, you're not going to be feeling a thing." And like, he's like, "And there's something in here that will eliminate the hangover too." I should have got some on the side for him for when I have a handful of Moscow mules. I do an IV of the anti hangover thing. (laughs) But like when you wake up from surgery and you're like, that guy's a magician. That is a sorcerer. I it felt like 10 seconds and I feel fine and I feel fine. I I can't believe I can't believe you had a doctor cracking wise about your weight, though. That's that's insane. I once when my ex-wife was giving birth, she was my wife at the time, by the way, she was giving birth and there was like they were she the baby wouldn't come out uh, by conventional means. They couldn't get out. There's getting to be uh, more and more intense with each passing minute. And finally, they declared, all right, we got to get this baby out of here. Um, you know, we're, we're, we, we got to. Um, get the baby out through the belly and let's go. And the nurses were in high gear and let's go everybody. And amidst all that, the doctor guy who is a stranger to me because his partner is the, was the usual OBG um, for my wife. But uh, in this case, he was standing in for her. He, he leans into me amidst all, all this panic and, you know, my wife being nervous and all that kind of stuff. He leans in. He's like, the good thing about this is, is that uh, downstairs, everything stays the same. And I was like, what in the hell kind of, what, you're, you're a medical doctor and you're t- saying that to me, right? I don't even know you. If one of my friends said that, I might slug him. What the hell kind of thing are you doing? What kind of comment is that from a doctor? I hope you said, well, ironically, I like to put it in the stomach. So it's a little fucked up that you're <laughs> assuming that we do it the regular way. What a creep. What, what kind of that was, I, I couldn't believe that I, I i couldn't get over that he said i i was really kind of like had the double take wait was that the doctor oh who just God. said that oh anyway spaghetti God. so what your no. guy what would the Is fat- there a room i can jerk off in somewhere around here doc you've really got me turned on at this moment <laughs> as my wife and baby's life is in jeopardy you're you're wondering about my future banging terrific can, can you please be whatever disbarred is in your profession? <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti, meantime, the misdemeanor of making fat jokes. I do like he, to hear about that. He, I just wanted to stick up for the doc because he, he, it was all my doing. I have a Fugazi thyroid. I kind of got off the medicine during the pandemic for the, you know, the, the year or so. And he was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't want to take it. And I didn't think it was helping me. And he's like, that caused your problems now because high blood pressure, cholesterol. So I think I snore when I sleep. I got to wear this like mouthpiece thing. And I, it's all my fault. So oh I, my God. I will Poor fix it. I will, I will fix it myself. I will not be I will he says as of now I don't need to take any medication so don't worry listeners and 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 fans of ours I'm I'm gonna be okay I'll be around <laughs> we're a 30 year old man I'll be they right. gotta prescribe it's so extreme they gotta save your life with medications and everything I'm a stress yeah I'm a stress hold guy. on That's all right hold on because I, I feel like I hear- you're gonna get lipo what is gonna happen here speaking of lipo well, I don't, I, okay no. one hip-hop star in history has had a lyric where she got lipo with your money 
that guy's mom died of liposuction. It's like the Prince and Cecil Fielder, 319 career home runs. No way. No way. She got lipo with your money and then your mom dies getting lipo. It's crazy. Don't get it, Spaghetti. I th- you know, you know, my, one of the greatest moments of my life up there with af- asking Kevin Costner if he wanted to have a catch was when I saw a tow truck getting towed. That was heaven for me. My favorite one in sports might be that Jack and Jim Youngblood were two white guys, both playing defense for the Los Angeles Rams at the same time. Unrelated. How is that possible? At the same time that was happening up in Cleveland, two guys, both black guys, running backs, both last name Pruitt spelled the same way. Unrelated. No one cares about that but me, but I find it's unbelievable. And we're, of course, if you go back far enough, the Youngbloods were related. The Pruitts were related. It's it's just a matter of how far back you go. You think? We're all all a brotherhood and sisterhood. Now, now you're in hey, spaghetti, point. why are you stressed? Because I fucking hear this so much from your generation. Like, what? why are you stressed? Money? I don't know. So no, I, ju- I just, so I don't know how. But my doc- he like said, like, I should try to do meditation and yoga. That was like some of his advice to, to fix myself. He's like, you can do it yourself. Uh, so he's like, I don't want to put you on anything. He's like, you pr- probably eventually will need to be on something later in life. But for now, don't do it. You could. Uh, undo your your damage. I was like, all right, that was uh, that was really good. <laughs> it was a really good. This was my pre Vegas, my pre Vegas trip. Like, I went to the doctor on Thursday. I told him I'm going to Vegas, and he was like, you're probably gonna come back with COVID. I was like, God, like he's giving me the worst news I've ever heard in my life. That, that hey, week. by so, the way, I keep but, checking. Hey, Slobby, hey, Slobby, you continue at this rate. You got three to six months to walk the planet Earth. You better do something and do it fast. <laughs> Look, but I, I think you're lucky because you, th- you're young and you absolutely can get a handle on the, uh, the hamster wheel in your mind because you're doing it all to yourself. It is not it's just unnecessary. Um, and I feel like a lot of young people, I mean, of course, there are massive stressors in the world that merit attention. But like um, bilateral stimulation, do you walk? I I work out pretty much every day. Do some form of cardio every day. But like working out is one thing, and yeah. I appreciate that too. The the hardcore anaerobic stuff. But like walking is so good for you, and it creates this bilateral stimulation. Um, here's what you. Here's what we want. We want our left brain and our right brain to have a conversation, like the White Stripes sang, um, because we we hold all our trauma in the right side of our brain. And our and we have our the rational side of our brain needs to talk to the trauma side of our brain and say, like, that stuff that fucked you up as a kid or a teenager or whatever. It's not really going on right now, but you're still in fight or flight from whatever your maximum fight or flight moments from your childhood were. You're still putting your body through that. And so what bilateral stimulation does is it gets our left and right side of our brain talking to each other and it gets our rational side of our brain soothing the fucking wigged out fight or flight. And I had a lot of this for a long time. And, you know, I have, I have chilled considerably. I mean, a lot of it has to do with just getting off the, the wild horse of youth, but, um, you're, you know, you're, you're too young. Man. You're, you're cocaine. 
a lot of that in my past. Uh, you're too young a man to to be grinding quite so hard, especially before you have kids. Um, especially what a delightful know. life you have, Spaghetti. Okay, you have to deal with Saquon Barkley, but otherwise you're Yanks, win it all the time. You have a lovely girlfriend. You get to flap your gums with swell fellas like Hench and Sal every day. Who's cheating I, life? I, I wish Eddie I, Spaghetti, that's who. I wish I knew what caused it. I don't consider myself as it, but this is what he tells me. So, you know, I'll have to find the route, but I will, uh, I will take uh, what Hench into consideration. So, uh, I Well, one it. thing's for sure. Saquon is going to turn it around this year, and that's going to be a boost. That's going to be the galvanizing event in Eddie Spaghetti, turning it around in his personal life. Anything more? We could keep going on here. Props of Palooza. Oh, hold on, hold on. It, can't be, it, it can't be external. It can't be Saquon. It can't come from outside. Oh, it can't. It's got. Here's your triangle, okay, Spaghetti. You're going to do it all. All right. You got mind, body, spirit. Right. So, you're you're these three things are going to work in conjunction. I, I can't believe that the old guys are having an intervention to keep the 29 year old alive on the show. <laughs> this is insane. Who doesn't but, have to wake up early tomorrow because his kids will wake him up early whether he wants it or not? Yeah. Right. You don't have to take the daughter for a COVID test as you can go to school. Um, so you're, w- these things work together. So your your body, you're going to start to address. The mind is is racing and and you're you're stressing about stuff that you don't have to. And I don't know, like I mean, I'm not I'm not a person of of deep religious faith, but whatever spirituality you can find, whether it's in service to other people or, you know, loving your friends and your girlfriend, like if you can get those three legs of the stool a little bit healthier, they each feed the other part until you can become this healthy, holistic machine. And look, don't set your sights too high. You'll probably never be me, but you can, you can get out of this abyss. And, and I, I promise you each you know, as you get, as you drop the weight, as you get healthier, as you get more gratitude in your life, your girl, your friends, your job, um, it's going to, your mind's going to slow down. You're going to be able to sleep without the machine. This is going to be amazing. We're going to, we're going to chronicle this on the podcast. Spaghetti's rebirth. I love it. Oh, I, gonna, I love this. This is an yeah. exciting venture for all of us to, to track this as we go along. That was very Oprah-like of you. Um, there. I didn't know my the body abyss. was in so much pain. I wouldn't I know. have. Uh, I Kevin Costner wasn't I even in the I abyss. I didn't either until I went to Vegas. Um, or or the other solution, spaghetti that uh, I've had I've had mixed results with is uh, start day drinking every day. Yeah. Um, either way. Uh, chin up, Eddie Spaghetti. Chins up, I should say. If I were the Arizona <laughs> State uh, doctor, I might have made that uh, wisecrack, but I'm too classy Nick. to do that. Well, Dr. Nick and I agree <laughs> on one thing. Um, All right. Listen, we've said it all. We have more props to get through. That's the good news. Uh, We'll do that the next time we visit uh, with Kevin Hench there. Make sure that uh, you're listening to everything on the Extra Points Network. Lots of good stuff out there for you as baseball season winds down and football season gets ready to roll here. Bet along with us here on Minus 3, FanDuel.com slash Minus 3. The word minus the number three is how you do that. And uh, go back and listen to the earlier podcast from this week with uh, Will Brinson. Good stuff there. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back after the weekend for you to break it all down. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>